0: Well, Blessings Church, I'm Pastor Christian, and I'm the family pastor here at Westover, and I'm honored that I get to bring the word this weekend. I bring greetings from our lead pastor, Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Danae. They're currently returning from a missions conference, and they send their love to you. But in this past couple of weekends, we've been on a series called Relationship Refresh, And we've been speaking about practical ways that we can all get better in relationships. Now, I have a question for you. How many of us, we want to get better in our relationships? Let me see who you are. Amen. And this series and this morning is for you. See, Scripture is our best guide to help us to be more intentional with our relationships. I want to take a moment to speak to our students in the room. I want to encourage you to take notes because you're gonna learn some good stuff for your future relationships. See, in every relationship, there's conflict, and you have to deal with it, and it's unavoidable. But it doesn't have to break our relationships. Today, I'm gonna focus on how to disagree without being disagreeable. How can we hold on tightly to each other and hold loosely to our opinions and viewpoints? I've titled this message, Solve the Fight Before It Starts. I want you to tell someone, I want you to tell your neighbor, solve the fight before it starts. Let me hear you. (laughs) Yes, God wants us to prepare ourselves before conflict happens. The best way to avoid a fire is to stop it before it starts. See, gas and water may look the same, but they produce two different outcomes when they're thrown on fire. The same is for relationships. We must decide ahead of time how we're going to react and respond when conflict shows up. If you have your word, I want to invite you with me to open up to Romans chapter 12, where we're going to be spending some time. And Paul, the writer is challenging us as Christians, as sons and daughters of God, to be better, to do better when it comes to relationships. Romans was written by Paul, a first century follower of Jesus, and he was writing to believers in Rome, a city and a culture that solved problems through war, conquer, conquer and domination. But Paul was telling them, This is how you solve issues the godly way. Paul encourages us to behave like Christ. And I love what Paul writes to us in Romans 12 from verses 9 and the following. I think there's a lot for us to learn and take today when it comes to relationships. Let's go to the word Romans 12 9 and on. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. This is a lot. This is good. Bless those who persecute you. Now, if someone knew about persecution in the word, it was Paul because Paul was persecuted Once he started following Jesus, and he's the one that tells us about persecution. Bless and do not curse. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. And if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. I want you to say with me this morning, live at peace with everyone. Today I want to share with you three ground rules to resolve conflict. Ground rule number one, be a peacemaker, not a peacetaker. Peace is priceless, but it's expensive. It takes intentional effort and focus. It takes a firm commitment to do what is right, even when other people don't. This is what Paul is challenging us to do. In verses 17 and 18, he's challenging us to choose peace and not to make war with people. Listen to how Paul encourages us to pursue peace. Romans 12, 17 and 18, do not repay anyone evil for evil. How many of us have ever done anything like that? A lot of us. It says, be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Repaying evil for evil is easy. We all have done it. But repaying evil with good is hard. And this is what Jesus is asking us as Christians to do. We should be different. We shouldn't be doing what everybody else is doing. We shouldn't do it how the world does it, but God wants us to do it in a godly manner. It's easy to get silent or violent when people start throwing war grenades. Paul, on the other hand, is telling us to confront conflict without being confrontational. He's telling us to address issues without making them personal. Once a conflict becomes personal, everyone loses. Relationships have a fighting chance when we stick to the issues. Listen, We can be firm on the issues and soft on the person. But to truly pursue peace, we have to confront the three enemies of peace. Number one, pride. Pride is a killer. It tells us that our way is the right way and that our way is better. Pride encourages us to tell others it is my way or the highway. How many of you have met people like that? Yes, pride is the first recorded sin in Scripture. See, pride divides us, and humility joins us. As Christians, we have to learn to swallow our pride. Selfishness tells us that we're the most important person in the relationship, and our needs and desires are the most important. Selfishness comes from poverty in the heart, from belief that love is not abundant. Pride and selfishness is not a good thing. It's not from God. Anger is a liar, and it convinces us that everyone is wrong and that we are entitled. See, anger is the cousin of chaos and the destroyer of the hearts and relationships. We have to confront and rebuke the three enemies of peace. I want you to repeat after me, church. Lord, help me against the three enemies of peace, pride, selfishness, and anger. See, in your relationships, in our relationships, God is asking us to be humble. Humility is a virtue. Be a peacemaker, not a peacetaker. Here's a second ground rule to resolve conflict. Fight for the relationship, not against each other. If we understood this concept, a lot of us would still be together. The issue is we're fighting against each other. We're doing it the wrong way. And we're not fighting for what's most important, the relationship. In the middle of a fight, it is easy for us to fight for our own opinions, desires, and viewpoints instead of fighting for the relationship. It's all about me. I'm right. It's all about me. I'm right. Conflict happens when we put our opinions, desires, and viewpoints more than each other. This is what Paul is saying in verses 9 and 10 in Romans 12. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Anything that is not of God. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. I'm going to say that again. Honor one another above yourselves. See, when Paul says love must be sincere, he's telling us that our love must be real. It has to come from the heart. Living out love is heart when we're angry. God is the only one who can help us. God is the only one who can help you and me. Here are three practical ways to fight for the relationship, not against each other. Number one, start with your heart. Check your heart. If your heart is wrong, then the conversations will be wrong. Why? Because the Bible tells us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. This means that if we share critical words to others, it reveals our hearts. Think back to your own mind to the last argument you had with someone. What came out of your heart? What did you say that it revealed what was inside your heart? See, a lot of times, instead of us taking the moment and when we're bothered by something or by someone, instead of taking the moment to speak to them and to say, hey, I wanna talk to you about something, Many of us, the issue that we have is we keep things boiling up inside of us, and then that becomes anger, and then it becomes bitterness, and then it is very hard and very difficult to then go back and have these conversations, and sometimes we just explode because we've kept it on the inside rather than having conversations if your heart is not right. Be willing to ask the Holy Spirit to change your heart so that you can change your responses. Number two, create a plan. This is something that we don't do very often, but it is something that is practical. If you want to get better in your relationships, this is something you should practice. Create a plan. Once you get your heart right, get your words right. Decide ahead of time what you're going to say and how you wanna say it. Decide ahead of time how you're going to respond if when you have the conversation, the person gets frustrated. Or maybe the person loses their cool, or they say angry, hurtful words. You have to prepare your heart, you have to prepare your mind to know what's coming and how to handle those moments. That's when emotional intelligence takes place because you understand what ticks you You understand what bothers you. You understand what makes you angry. Whatever you say, make sure you write it down. This is a healthy practice. And here's another one. Practice it out loud with your spouse or a trusted friend to get comfortable with your content. Also, be willing to practice in front of a mirror. Make sure your face says the same things your words are saying. Number three, have a Holy Spirit-led conversation. Before you have a conversation, ask the Holy Spirit to give you the right heart, the right words, and the right attitude. Church, if you're not willing to be led by the Holy Spirit in this conversation, then don't have the conversation. Wait a moment, pray to God, prepare yourselves, Before you have these conversations, once you start the conversation, be direct and firm, but speak the truth in love. Pick one of the issues and focus on that one issue. See, sometimes we have so many issues on the inside, we want to come in and we want to say everything that's in our heart. But if you start with one thing, it will lead to the other in the right time. Not everything you want to say has to come out at once. Start by sharing your feelings about something that didn't go as you planned. And talk about how this could be different next time when you deal with it. Remember, peace begins with a smile. Mother Teresa said that. I like it. Communication and peace is how we protect our relationships. Communication and peace is what protects our relationships. Here are some key points to better communicate. Set aside time to talk, ask open ended questions, go deeper in your conversations. If you ask, questions that are just yes and no, that's all you're going to get. You have to think ahead of time, what questions am I going to ask? How can I go deeper in my conversations? See, communication is not just about words we say and it's how we say them. Don't try to read their mind. Tell them what you need from them. Be honest be polite honor the person treat them as you would like to be treated ultimately communication is a skill which means there's always room for improvement how many of us want to improve our communication how many of us want to get better in relationships amen work together with your partner to figure out how you can maintain healthy communication And stay on the same page. And here's the third ground rule to resolve conflict. Always take the high road. It elevates others. Here's something to remember. The enemy of your soul and your human human nature will attempt to take the low road when something hits us in a low blow. When someone offends you, when someone tells you something, it is our nature that takes over. It's our sinful nature that wants to react quickly and wants us to say things that are hurtful and things that you will never be able to take back. Fight that instinct. See, it is easy to argue and say hurtful things. Be willing to take the high road of humility rather than the toxic, low, low. Road. And this is what Paul is saying in verses 12 and 14, in Romans 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Seeking God's word can help you stay focused and be joyful when things are tough. Staying in God's Word. Spending time with God. Connecting with God on a daily basis, in the morning, in the afternoon. I have a Bible app on my phone. And what I like to do is I like to send myself reminders. And I like to spend time with God throughout the day besides my devotional moments. Any moment I get, before I get to my car, before I go to lunch, any moment I get before I get to my house, I like to open that Bible app and I like to read God's Word and just be reminded because our hearts need to be full of God. We must be willing to be patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. God wants us to take the high road versus the low road. What's the high road versus the low road? High road, praying first. Pray first before you have the conversation. Low road, posting on social media. How many of us have seen what people write on social media? Don't be like other people, it's embarrassing. High road, And praying, the value of persistent prayer is not that he will hear us, but that we will finally hear him. That's what prayer is all about. Church, what is God trying to teach you this morning? Don't take the low road. I've seen it. People in the heat of the moment, they start gossiping. They start calling people out. Hey, did you just... Let me tell you what just happened. And you start gossiping. And you can't take those words back. God has so much better for us. High road, asking God for advice. Praying to God and asking God for advice. Low road, gossiping about others. Church, we need to look for mentors. People who have been there. Look for a mentor, a life group, a leader, a pastor. Sit with someone. Take godly advice. Ask God for wisdom. Ask God for discernment. Gossip isn't healthy, and it makes things worse. Protect your relationships and the things you say about each other. Because this is the thing. We serve a God who redeems and restores. Amen. And sometimes when you say things and God restores it, now you can't take it back. You already said things about that person. You have to protect your friends. You have to protect your spouse. You have to protect your children. Protect your relationships. High road, holding your tongue. It's hard. It's hard. Low road saying whatever's on your mind, it's easy to just answer back, to argue back. That's easy. But holding our tongue is hard. And it's what God is saying. God is saying, hold it. See, God is always trying to teach us something. And if we say what we think, don't expect To be respected back be careful what you say again we need to ask god for wisdom one statement we can say in a conversation to get the conversation back on the high road is the following see this conversation is beneath the both of us we're better than this let's work it out how many of us are willing to work it out come on let's clap it up for jesus This is how we can elevate our conversations and the other person as well. Sometimes the best way we can take the high road is by fighting the battles we face on the inside. Because the most important battles that we face are not with people, they're with, within ourselves. See, James chapter 4, verse 1 says it this way He asks two insightful questions what causes fights and quarrels among you don't they come from your desires that battle within you james is wanting wanting for us to realize that the many fights we have with others started on the inside before they spelled out in our relationships james is also telling us that the war on the inside is always bigger than the battle on the outside Church, we must be willing to wage war with what lives in our hearts. And today, as I close, church, I invite you to stand. I believe God is calling us to solve the fight we're facing on the inside before it starts on the outside. I believe God is calling us to a spiritual call to action. What are the next steps you need to start taking? If we're saying, yes, I want to be better. Yes, I want God to help me. Yes, I want God to be in charge. What are the next steps we need to be taking? And if you feel like God has spoken to you directly, I just want us to take a moment here, And I want to open, open the altar for just a few moments. If you're here today and you feel like God has spoken to you throughout this whole series. And God wants you to be better in your relationships. Then I want you to come forward and meet me here at the altar. I would love to pray for you this morning. Come. God is calling you. Church, come. God is challenging you. I believe God is calling us to restore and make peace with our brothers, with our sisters, with our neighbors, with our spouses, with our coworkers, with your boss. Why? Because God wants us to be better Christians why because Jesus is preparing the bride and you are the bride the church you and me because Jesus is coming and he wants us to be ready God is challenging us to prepare our hearts for tough conversations Conversations that we need to have with people. I believe God is calling some of us to make a phone call right after church and get things right with people. Don't let it be too late. God is giving you an opportunity today. God is challenging us today to say, I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be a woman of God. I'm going to put my pride aside. I'm going to have a tough conversation, but I'm going to be led by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to let God lead this conversation. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be my anger. It's not going to be my bitterness. It's going to be God with me. And I believe God is going to transform. God is going to redeem. And we're going to come out so much better, church. Resentment is unhealthy. God wants us to pray for the person who hurt you. Pray for them. Give them to God. God is asking you to forgive in obedience be obedient to god be a peacemaker not a peacetaker fight for the relationship take the high road it elevates others yes lord thank you father god For we come this morning and we want to be led by you. Lord, we don't want to go by emotions. We don't want to go by pride. We want to humble ourselves. Because we understand that when we come before you and we humble ourselves and we come with a contrite spirit, your word says that you're you're willing to deal with us in our hearts. Church, if you're with me, repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, search my heart. Reveal to me anything that remains hurting inside of me. I pray you cover these hurts. You strengthen me. You empower me to forgive others as you first forgave me. Help me to confront my situation. Restore me. And help me make peace the right way. Give me strength. Give me wisdom. Speak to me. Speak through me. Restore my relationship thank you, Lord, because you forgive my sins, and you help me in every step of the way. Guide me. Lead me. Show me. In Jesus' name. And en nombre de Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's clap it up for Jesus one more time. God is good, church. God is good. Hey, next week, we're starting a new series called Let's Talk About It. And it's going to be about mental health. And how many of us, we know that there's a lot of issues with mental health right now. We're all dealing with it. So when you leave today, the ushers are going to give you one of these little cards. And these are little invite cards that we want you to have And we want you to take, and we want you to go, go to your workplace, go to your neighbors and invite them next week because it's going to be amazing. Let's talk about it. Mental health. Church, God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. And thank you for being here again.